I am not Lordus Sapiens, but then most of us aren't. Self-defense, self-awareness, self-development. This is the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Hello and welcome to the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. I am the aforementioned Phil Elmore. The Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore is a production of philelmore.com. Let's see how many times I can say my name. They say there's no own quite like the self-own when someone with great conviction and complete confidence strides forward and falls flat on their face. And I was reminded of that recently when some folks in the sort of political sphere of the martial arts online world, people who spend a lot more time being angry at other people in the martial arts online world than they actually ever do actually training, decided that I was an anonymous blogger named Lordus Sapiens. Now, I am not. I say that for the record because as a writer, I do not wish to be given credit for someone else's work. Um, what was hilarious, though, was that they decided, they came to this conclusion based on uh, imaginary IP address evidence and a thorough examination of the diction on the Lordus Sapiens uh, Martial Arts Frauds and Fakes blog. Uh, I have read that blog. I have used photos from that blog for Facebook posts, but it is not my blog. If it was, I would take credit for it, and I generally do tend to take credit for my work. Um, there are a few notable exceptions. Uh, I do ghostwrite for a living, but um, if it was something like this, I would take credit for it, especially if there was any evidence connecting me to such a thing and, you know, the, there's no hiding it anymore, you're caught, they've got you, but in this case, no. For one thing, I know for a fact that there's no IP evidence linking that to me because it's not mine. So anyone claiming that is simply lying and making that up. I was a little more concerned about the claims of comparing the diction because when I read that blog, I don't like the writing. Now, I'm not saying it's not uh, the content of the writing is, is wrong or anything like that. I just don't prefer the style. Um, I think people who understand the written word know that that style is not mine. Uh, so it worries me that a superficial glance at both, you would think they sound alike. It makes me, it sort of forces me into an introspective mode, wondering, do I really sound like that when I write? Um, I will grant you that when people are verbose, they do tend to sound alike. And when people have vocabularies that outstrip those of the average uh, martial arts fraud who has a high school education at best, I suppose we do tend to sound alike when we use those 10 cent vocabulary words. But... I wanted to make it clear that this is not my work and I do not wish to take credit for it because that would be wrong. Um, but then I am one of those people who's burdened by the terrible, terrible weight of actually telling the truth about things. And as we've seen, some people have no problem just looking you in the face and with complete and total conviction, either lying to you because they know they've made up IP address evidence that doesn't exist or repeating uncritically the lies of other people because they have been convinced that, well, those people must be right because they're saying something that I want to hear. All of this reminded me of Kung Fools. Kung Fools was a, a person who posted to the McDojo slash Bullshito uh, forum many, many years ago. I have no idea if this individual still exists, but uh, he, was a, he was an example of a long slow motion train wreck of people owning themselves. Um, Kung Fu's big thing was that 
martial arts were bad and martial artists were bad. And so what he would do is he would look for news articles about martial artists committing crimes. And uh, if he could find one where a martial artist committed a crime, he would paste it as evidence for his theory that just being involved in the martial arts made you a bad person, some, some manner of criminal. The whole time, though, Kung Fools, who hated martial arts so much, was a big advocate of, if I'm remembering correctly, SCARS, S-C-A-R-S. I don't remember what the acronym stands for, but of course SCARS was Jerry Peterson's uh, hand-to-hand system, which was basically basically Kung Fu Sansu. Um, Tim Larkin eventually created Target Focus Training, and he was originally, I believe, affiliated with SCARS or a student of Jerry Peterson or a, an instructor for Jerry Peterson, and then he went out on his own. And, you know, TFT has become this huge thing, uh, and I don't know if SCARS or Jerry Peterson are still active or still exist. So I guess we see who was the person to follow in, in all of that when it comes to SCARS and, and Target Focus Training. Um, because Tim Larkin's very successful in the industry right now. But that's an aside. My point is that Kung Fools thought that by telling the world that all martial artists were, I don't know, child molesters and criminals, that uh, this would somehow dissuade people from enrolling in martial arts, and instead they would want to do SCARS, which is basically just a martial art. So his every post, and I say he, I don't know it was a guy, I assume it was, his every post was just him owning himself and... He was a very illogical person, but that's the nature of the cell phone people. Uh, it's the it's the Dunning-Kruger effect. It's that idea that people who are stupid don't know they're stupid, and they're often some of the people who are the most confident in their intellectual abilities. So when they then boldly declare just how smart they think they are with their conclusions, they either reveal themselves to be fools, uh, speaking of kung fools, or they reveal themselves to be liars. Because, for example, if you tell me things about me that aren't true and I know them to be untrue, then I know that you lied. <laughs> like, you can lie to everybody else about me. You can't lie to me about me. I'm in here. I was here. <laughs> like, and I've had that th more than once in my life. I've had someone lie to me about things that occurred in my life. And I've just wanted to say, you know I was there for that, right? You know that I know that's not how things happened? But you would be amazed at the number of people, especially the, these people in the, the sort of fraudulent spectrum of the martial arts community, who are convinced that, uh, you know, they are in the right and they're the good guys, no matter how much they lie. One of their favorite tactics is to decide that anyone who criticizes them is everyone else who criticizes them. So if one person says bad things about them, and then another person says bad things about them. Those people are clearly the same person in disguise. And then all of those people are part of the same conspiracy. It's one person, uh, in this case, namely me, who has nothing better to do than to spend all day firing up multiple fake accounts in order to keep them down and stop them from being successful. Because apparently the only way that some of us can achieve joy in life is to stop minor martial arts figures from being happy. And I say minor because most of these people don't even have businesses. It's, you know, Frank Dukes loves to talk about trade libel. Frank Dukes, the, the famous uh, uh, martial arts figure who claims that the movie Bloodsport was supposedly based on his life and that it was largely a true story. And, you know, we've talked about Frank Dukes before. Frank Dukes has certainly mentioned me a time or two. Um, what they'll do is they'll, they'll decide that everybody that is 
talking about them is engaged in trade libel to destroy their businesses. But what most of these people don't have are businesses. So these are my competitors. What are we competing for? You don't have a business to compete with. And then another thing they'll do, apart from deciding that everybody who's ever criticized them is the same person, so they can then malign whoever they've decided is the the head of the Hydra. Wait, Hydras have many heads, don't they? Anyway, who, who who's ever at the at the who's ever sitting in the big chair in the volcanic lair, the evil Darth Vader's castle on Mustafar lair, where there's that big chair that he sits in and broods. Um, whoever that is, anyone else who's ever talked about them, they love to attribute all those statements to the person they've selected as the the candidate du jour for all of this supposed guilt, uh, and then. I've seen this more than once, and some of these allegations even made it onto a very prominent YouTube uh, martial arts program. Um, they will fake threats to themselves, then attribute those threats to their enemies, and then run around saying, see, he did this. And it's, so it's this logical, well, it's an illogical chain, but it's A equals B equals C equals D equals F. So A equals F, therefore... This one guy who we've decided is our scapegoat did everything and is responsible for everything. And there's a there's a purpose behind this, and it's not just to hate on whoever the person they've selected. Um, over the years, the anonymous blogger Lordis Sapiens, whose martial arts frauds and fakes blog has targeted just about everybody in the the fraudosphere. Over the years, that guy has been everyone. Friends of mine have been accused of being him. People I don't know have been accused of being him. Um, there, almost everybody has been accused of being Lord of Sapiens. What all of those accusations had in common was that none of them was even close to the truth. I'll drop a hint here, and it's the most I can do, and that is all of you trying to figure out the identity of this anonymous blogger, none of you are even warm. None of you are anywhere close. He's not on your radar. She's nowhere in your wheelhouse. You have no idea who this person is, and you never will unless they choose to come forward. It's that simple. But much as I, I suppose there are some things that it would be fun to take credit for, but I'm not going to because it's not my work, and I refuse as a writer to take credit for work that is not mine. That happened once many, many years ago when I used to uh, do magazine articles. I did an article for, I think it was an online publication, and I have forgotten which publication it is now. There, there's been that many of them. But they cut and pasted one article to the next, as people who write virtual magazines often do, and they forgot to change the attribution for an article that was about some topic that I know nothing about. You know, something like, uh, let's say it was Russian kettlebell training or something like that. I don't remember now what the topic was. But I started getting emails going, Phil, I really liked your article on, let's call it Russian kettlebell training. And, and I was like, my what with the what now? Uh, because they literally had just put my name on something that didn't belong there. Um, in some of the, the executioner novels that made their way to Amazon, um, there's been a sort of an ongoing technical problem on Amazon with attributing the Executioner novels. The Executioner series, which was published by uh, Harlequin under the imprint Gold Eagle slash Worldwide Library, um, those belong to Don Pendleton and 
until recently to his his wife Linda Pendleton because Don passed away and she was owner of the estate. Linda Pendleton sadly passed away recently too, so I have no idea what the what the state of that property is. But um, these sort of cherished pulp action novels were written by hundreds, well, I don't know if it was hundreds, they were written at least by dozens of authors to produce hundreds of novels. I have no idea what the size of the actual staff of writers was that produced those novels, but there's a lot of them. And Amazon had a hard time figuring out who belonged to what, and sometimes they would attribute author accounts on Amazon to certain books. So I got an email from Linda Pendleton once complaining that my name was on one of the Executioner novels uh, that it didn't belong on and you know why was it being attributed to me and she thought maybe I had been responsible for that I said no Linda I had nothing to do with that I, I certainly didn't claim that because you know they're all under the name Don Pendleton when you bought those books in paperback when you looked on the copyright page you would see the name of the actual author so it would say special thanks and acknowledgement to Phil Elmore for his contribution to this work which was the acknowledgement that you know the long dead Don Pendleton had not written this book you know um, but anyway, it, it, that bothered me then, too. I do not want credit for other people's work. So you may take this as my one and only, well, no, I guess it's not the only time I would address it. If somebody asked me flat out, I would tell them. But then, again, that's my nagging tendency to just be honest when people ask me questions. It's the funniest thing when people have decided that you are the the monster that sits in the shadows and haunts their dreams because you once said, hey, I don't think you should make up your rank. Um, it's funny how you come to, like a noble gas expands to fill the room it is in, the space that it occupies, you, you come to encompass all of their hatreds and fears. Um, recently, some comments were left on, my, uh, on the YouTube channel where I've been posting um, my martial arts stuff and the um, audio versions of this podcast with just a static image on them. So if you want to listen to this podcast on YouTube, you could. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't just listen to it through a podcast app, because we're on almost all of them now at this point. Uh, the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore can be had on Amazon Music. It can be had on Spotify, although I, I hate Spotify as a podcast platform. I don't like the interface, and I, I have problems with it not uh, playing without buffering, because uh, so I think it sucks. Um, it's certainly available on all the Android apps. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're just about everywhere. But um, there were some comments left on the YouTube channel claiming that I had viciously attacked and destroyed Ron Collins, who was the topic of a previous podcast here in passing at the Martial Arts Podcast. Um, Ron Collins was a, was a self-described ninja instructor, I guess we'll call him. Uh, that's what he said. And his life spiraled out of control thanks to his own actions, and he ended up spending 60 months behind bars. About a year of that was in jail leading up to trial, and then he spent the equivalent of an entire high school, four years, in a federal prison on firearms charges. And someone left a bunch of comments uh, saying, well, you, you destroyed Ron Collins and, and you maneuvered him into... No, no, no one destroyed Ron but himself. I do not have that kind of power. That's the other thing. Please do not attribute to me more power than I have. I'm just a guy who writes articles. I don't have a problem with most people. I've tried to steer away from the vast majority of these weirdos. And unfortunately, I've been drawn into this thanks to this false association. But what these people don't realize is that while they are confidently announcing to the world uh, things that they think I'm guilty of, all they're doing is be clowning themselves because I'm in here and I know that you're lying or that you've just decided to jump to a conclusion that has no evidence behind it. And the reason I know you're lying is because it never happened. So 
you see the same thing, and this is sort of a, a vaguely martial arts topic. It's kind of peripherally related. Firearms belong in the realm of martial arts because firearms are the single best tool for self-defense. I would classify knives as the second best tool for self-defense, and the gap between the two is fairly large, but knives are still very powerful self-defense weapons. But still, on Twitter uh, and any place where left-wingers with opinions about politics congregate, so Facebook as well, and any social media venue really, but it's Twitter that is the single, I think, the single biggest uh, uh, culprit in all this. You'll get these people who have opinions about firearms, and they're very, very confident in their opinions about firearms, and they will declare those opinions with great and terrible conviction, the whole time not realizing that they are humiliating themselves, because they say things that are so incredibly ignorant that we who know anything about guns laugh at them. The statements tend to disprove themselves by their nature. Like someone claiming, you know, the, the AR-15 stands for assault rifle and it'll create a hole as big as a basketball and blah, blah, blah. Or uh, when, when Joe Biden got up on television and said that the 9mm, you know, the, one of the most common handgun cartridges in the world, is this ultra-deadly round that will blow your lungs out of your body. None of that is true. And anyone who understands firearms not only knows that, but understands the degree to which these people are beclowning themselves, humiliating themselves by lying. Now, they're either lying deliberately or they're repeating the lies of other people. Somewhere down that chain, somewhere at the end of the chain is somebody who knew when they said it, it wasn't true. I, I mean, I suppose there are people who are just completely ignorant, who make up crap as if they know what they're talking about. I would classify that as at least a lie by omission, because these are people who are talking about things of which they have no knowledge. And I find that the stronger someone's opinion is in the martial arts, the greater the likelihood that you're dealing with one of two things. A, there's somebody who is such an expert about this and they have so much experience in this topic, whatever it is, that they can't help but respond viscerally to falsehood. Almost as if they're just tired of hearing the falsehood. You know, like like when someone, some innocent, uh, wild-eyed newbie will wander into a martial arts group on social media and go, I've heard you got to register your hands as lethal weapons. Well, the, the response will be visceral because that is a, you know, well-debunked myth that was never true. Um, in, in knife circles, in, in the various social media sites that I have participated in for knives and knife collecting, Every so often you'd get somebody from Cutco wander in. <laughs> Almost like, it always reminds me of, there's a Far Side cartoon where a chicken suspended by a balloon floats into a samurai bar. And I've always loved that cartoon because it is just so absurd, the imagery of it. But it's like that. A chicken suspended on a balloon floats into a samurai bar. That's exactly what happens when somebody from Cutco would wander into a knife collecting group. Because Cutco, if you're not aware, is... It's kind of a, I wouldn't classify it as a pyramid scheme necessarily, but kind of like Amway or something like that, it's one of those door-to-door -door sales deals where you pay the company and the company doesn't care if you make any money or not. You as the salesperson pay one price and then you're supposed to turn around and sell these things to someone else. In this case, kitchen knives. Uh, Amway was was makeup. Um, there was, there's another one. Um, what's the... There was a famous makeup company. Uh, there's Mary Kay. The salespeople there, uh, they get, you know, you can get a pink Cadillac if you do enough sales. I don't know if Mary Kay is still around. And there was a there was a woman, it wasn't 
it wasn't Amway, but there was a woman selling some kind of makeup product, and I forget the name of it, that I remember my mother used to have come by periodically, and she shopped with that lady. Um, and, and that woman was always in a hurry. She drove a really expensive car and seemed really like she'd done really well for herself, but she was always on the move. And I guess if you want to make money in sales, you have to always be on the move. Um, but Cutco is that same type of deal. Someone goes door to door to their friends and says, will you buy these knives? Uh, and supposedly gets their money back and makes a profit. And I guess if they sold some tremendous volume, they'd actually make a living. I don't know of anyone who's ever actually successfully made a living at something like that. But what Cutco has uh, as its liability for all of its salespeople is they will fill their heads full of lies that the salespeople who aren't necessarily knife people don't know are lies. Things like, well, our serration pattern means this knife will never need to be sharpened and, and stuff like that. Or this 440 stainless steel is simply the best steel that has ever been steel. And, and you, you, there's no better steel ever on the market, ever. And so these poor idiots would wander into a knife forum wanting to talk about Cutco and spewing, repeating, regurgitating the lies that they'd been sold in their sales literature, and they would get absolutely savaged by people who knew better. You see this, this same thing in many, many martial arts discussions, forums, and groups on social media. You get people who are, many of them are children, many of them are very young, um, some of those people are the people who declare themselves to be multiple Dan masters of the martial arts. But, um, you know, they'll, they'll repeat things about historical martial arts or about ninja or about samurai or about this or about that or about the history of various martial arts. And it's so clear that none of them have any idea what they're talking about. And, you know, part of you, I, I don't ever want to discourage someone who is repeating things out of ignorance. But I'll be honest, I haven't always been as understanding as I might have been when someone spewed a lot of crap. Um, you know, somebody will come into any of the groups that I admin. I have a low tolerance for people just behaving like braying jerks. But there is a certain amount of innocence that comes with some of that ignorance. Some people are just excited about a topic they've just gotten into. And those people learn and get better. Like, I've had people even tell me, like, well, yeah, you shot me down on such and such topic, but then I learned, I stayed and listened, and I realized I was wrong, and now, you know, that person is a productive, contributing member to whatever discussion on whatever topic. So it always comes back to, is what you're saying grounded in reality? Is it true or is it not? When you say things that aren't true, whether it's in the martial arts or any other venue of life, you're either saying them because you're lying and you know you're lying, like you know you're spouting a falsehood, or you're saying it out of ignorance. The ignorance can be cured. People who are talking about topics they don't know about can always learn and do better. But in the meantime, you get these people just, just owning themselves. The cell phone is the best own, and it's always funny to watch someone get up there and with great confidence make a complete fool of themselves. Unfortunately, sometimes those also become legal issues because, you know, and, and it's in the martial arts political sphere, people are always talking about two things. They're always talking about fighting each other and suing each other. Those things almost never happen. In a previous ish, uh, episode, I want to call it an issue, but in the previous episode, I talked about Don Cunningham, the author of Secret Weapons of Jiu-Jitsu, and how he actually did get sued. And he won that case by default because the other party didn't show up and had no case to start with. But he still spent a lot of money defending the lawsuit. And you, you get these, these jailhouse lawyers and these people who are, 
you know, whose understanding of the law is very limited, and, you know, they all have opinions about what they think they can and cannot do. I've even seen some people who are so stupid as to think, well, if something's on Facebook, and Facebook has all these vetting and fact-checking things, then there's no way that me saying something that was on Facebook could be false, or me repeating something that I found on Facebook could be false, and that's really not true. Um, everybody's responsible for what they say, and if you are party to perpetrating a falsehood, especially maliciously, um, or with just callous disregard for what's true, then you can get yourself into trouble. I think in, in, in the final analysis, most of us are completely safe from being sued. None of us is going to get sued. Every once in a while, these things turn legal. Like, there are some really vicious allegations that, that can either get you sued or even there can be legal repercussions for harassment. I think the threshold for harassment, especially online, is pretty high. But it is there. Um, I was once, here's a fun story in that same vein. I once, this was back when I was dumb enough to do these types of articles and write these types of things. I once bought a self-defense keychain. I forget what the name of the keychain was, but it was some something that this guy was cobbling together from paracord and hardware in his garage. And I bought the keychain because keychain self-defense tools have always interested me. I reviewed the keychain and I didn't like it. I thought it was dumb. I didn't think it had nearly the power that the the producer of the keychain thought it should have. And that's when I learned a valuable lesson about reviews. <laughs> because this guy actually printed my face out on a piece of paper, put my face on a pumpkin, and used his keychain to destroy the pumpkin and also the picture of my face uh, to prove how powerful his keychain was. <laughs> I might offer that that doesn't actually prove anything, but okay. <laughs> when the police contacted him, and I know this happened because they spoke to me as well, they said that he did not care. <laughs> you know, most people, when the police call them to talk to them about the death threats they're making online, most people would at least be briefly taken aback. This dude was not phased in the slightest. I don't know if he thought that the police, like it wasn't really the police. I don't know if he thought that because he was being called by, like I think it was his local cops that called him and not cops local to me. I, I can't remember how that worked. Now this was a long time ago. But at first he was genuinely unconcerned. It took a little while for it to sort of bubble into his consciousness that, hey, maybe don't run around the internet threatening other people with murder. Maybe don't do that. And I might say the same about people who like to run around claiming that other people they don't like have made threats that those people never made. Or, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, especially in the, the ninja martial arts sphere, are a little too clever by half. And they're always cooking up these schemes to try and discredit their foes. Like, most of the time, the people they think are their enemies are not their enemies. They're just people who happen to mention them in passing uh, in a social media group at some point. Um, None of that is going to make any of you look any better or look like better martial artists. And I know that deep down there is some aching hole in your souls that you're trying to fill. Um, and I'm sorry for whatever that is. So, you know, I guess just go and live your lives and try to stay out of trouble. I will close out this politically charged and philosophically deep episode of the Martial Arts Podcast uh, by offering this advice. All of us, to all of us, every one of us listening to this, uh, and I, I count myself among that number as well, we are all susceptible to the self-own. We, we can all be clown ourselves if we're not careful. 
it's one of the reasons that it it behooves us all to be a little bit more deliberate and a little bit more mindful and methodical before we go charging off uh, at the barricades when we think we're in the right. Um, there's a good chance that if you think you're in the right, but all of the tactics you're using are those used by cowards and harassers and bad people, that you're not the good guy. So I just want you to stop and think about that. And I will stop and think about that as well, because again, I don't count myself as outside that advice. Maybe, just maybe, before you start running around claiming that everybody who criticizes you is the same dude under one name, you should stop and go, uh, possibly, that's an excuse. And that brings me back to the point that I said I was going to make earlier in the episode. When you claim that, oh, it's not that multiple people are criticizing me, it's one guy hiding under multiple names, that's a way of reassuring yourself that you aren't being criticized by multiple people. Well, if it's one guy, I can dismiss that one guy's opinion. He just doesn't like me, right? Well, no, it isn't just one guy. It's many people who think what you're doing is bad or silly or dumb or wrong or that you're lying. You, you know, if you're being criticized online and you want to keep putting yourself out there publicly, you're a martial artist and you're putting out videos and people are criticizing them. You're a podcaster and you're putting out podcasts and people are criticizing them. When you put yourself out there publicly, people are going to respond publicly. Deal with it. You cannot just hide behind this shield of, everybody who said something mean to me is the same guy and they're all this blogger. No, they're not. I'm here to tell you they're not. So you can have lots of critics and still be fine doing what you're doing. Lord knows I've collected plenty of critics for myself in my very long writing career. But I think the thin skin episode that I did previously where I talked about how you've got to be stronger than that really also comes into play here. Um, while you're examining yourself to make sure you're not be clowning yourself, also work on toughening up that hide a little bit. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Martial Arts Podcast. I have been Phil Elmore. Until next time, pretend I said something cool here. This has been the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Visit us online at linktree slash philelmore.